The Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Football. Football. Football! Yes, it is finally back. Kickoff. Week one. We have made it, folks. It has been a long and trying 2020, but at least we have our football back. I am Jeff Meller, back with you on the longest-running fantasy football show in the country. They've been doing it since this station started back in 1998. I was not the host back then. I was 17 years old, but... I have been doing this for eight seasons now, and I am here with you this year. Glad to be back yet again. 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football dilemma that you need help with, I am here for you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to help you set your lineup and get you the victory that you need. In case you're new to the show and you're listening on the ESPN Chicago app, What we do here, I go through some of the biggest injuries around the league that you need to be aware of in case you missed it. What you should be thinking about in terms of how to go about starting these players, whether you should or not. And then I will take your call. So let's get it started. From the run 35, Sanders bursting through. All right, so some somber news if you are a Miles Sanders owner because yesterday we got word that he is not traveling with the Philadelphia Eagles to take on the Washington football team. He is officially out of that game, which means that Boston Scott will likely see an increased role. He was very productive last season when he got the opportunity to get some touches. He is a probable flex for people out there if you have the option to turn to him. Uh, worth keeping in mind that I would not do anything drastic with Miles Sanders. Of course, this is a hamstring injury, and that is a theme that will become very familiar quickly. Stanford's deep. He's got him for a touchdown! Galladay! He beat Hayward! A 31-yard touchdown pass for the lead! All right, so the biggest injury that applies to the Bears game as they are taking on the Lions at Ford Field today Kenny Galladay listed as doubtful for fantasy purposes. He was no doubt a second or third round pick for you. So this is a big blow. I would not expect him to play today because doubtful. Rarely do you see a player listed as doubtful go. So make alternative plans. I will say even if by some chance we find out that he is active, I personally week one looking at some of your options. Hopefully you have wide receiver is so deep this year. Hopefully you have an alternative to turn to. I would say I'm strongly recommending without knowing what options you have. Even if Kenny Galladay happens to be active today, I would steer clear of it because soft tissue injuries, not something you want to mess around with early in the year. If you can avoid it. Here's the snap to Winston looks a speed route toward the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown. Tampa Bay. 
Evans. Evans with an over-the-shoulder grab with a perfect throw by Jameis Winston. Fire them cannons. All right. Well, thank you, Gene Dekahoff on 98, The Rock in Tampa. It will not be Jameis Winston throwing to Mike Evans. Will Tom Brady be throwing to Mike Evans today? Good news for Mike Evans' owners. He was elevated from doubtful to questionable yesterday, so it looks more and more likely like Mike Evans will be available. But as a Mike Evans owner in multiple leagues, I will say this. Like I just pointed out with Kenny Galladay, it's week one. There are not a ton of injuries across the league. You have a lot of healthy wide receivers to turn to on your bench likely. I would say if you're at all on the fence, if you have some decent guys to go to other than Evans, I personally am strongly recommending consider it because not only is Mike Evans dealing with the hamstring injury, which, if you recall, is something that put him out of the final three weeks last year, he is also likely going to be seeing a lot of Marshawn Lattimore if he is out on the field today at 325. So, That's just a recipe for disaster in terms of matchups. If you're a Mike Evans owner and you've got anybody else who is some intriguing to you, I strongly recommend you go away from Mike Evans this week. To me, it feels like you're not going to be missing out on a monster game. Anytime a guy scores multiple touchdowns, obviously, that'll make your week. But that's hard to predict. So it feels like Mike Evans, for me, a definite stay away if you uh, have any other decent alternatives. Garoppolo has time, stands in, going deep, going for it. Oh, and it's caught for the touchdown on fourth down, Debo Samuel for six. Debo Samuel, the rookie last season, made a huge impact in the playoffs. If you watched it all, you're very familiar with that. He was a darling for a lot of folks out there, a guy who... Plenty of people thought would be a huge breakout star this year. He suffered the Jones Jones fracture in the offseason, though. There was some, maybe a little bit too much optimism about Debo maybe getting on the field in week one. That is not the case. He was placed on injured reserve yesterday, which means he will not be able to return for at least three weeks. So Debo Samuel, and, and the reason I bring him up, too, is because in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you want the wide receiver who's going to be running out of the X. He feeds... He's traditionally fed that position a lot of receptions, and Debo Samuel looked like he could be a real game-breaker if he got the opportunity to play. I still like Debo Samuel's upside going forward, but just to let you know, he's not going to play today. He's out for the first three weeks, so you have to make some alternative plans. And since we're on that game, San Francisco, Arizona, worth keeping in mind the uh, air quality due to the wildfires in the Bay Area and across California is something that needs to be monitored. It is a, a an afternoon game, 325. There's a chance that the game could be moved, although the last thing I saw last night was the air quality index, which if it's above 200, I believe the plan is the game will be postponed. Uh, but right now it is calling for around a 176. And again, uh, as somebody who is not a weather aficionado, Tyler Aki on the other side of the board laughing at me, I'm learning this as we go. But uh, so the air quality is not going to be great. Something to keep in mind if you're looking at some of your other alternatives. Uh, it's going to be a weird game if they play it. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know how much that will impact players if they actually do go off without a hitch. Just something to keep in mind if you're maybe on the fence at all. It might be worth staying away from if you have so again, week one, not a ton of injuries. So if there's something you're thinking, ah, do I go with, uh, you know, do I want to start Christian Kirk or fill in the blank? 
Maybe you stay away from Christian Kirk just because of the just because we have no idea what we're dealing with out there uh, in Santa Clara, San Francisco. All right. So, again, 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Jeff Meller. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. One more injury than your calls. First and 10, Lindsay in the backfield. And going deep, Sutton. Oh, he got it! What a catch! Touchdown, Denver! Cortland Sutton. We were expecting big things from him this year, but he suffered the... AC joint injury last week, uh, near the end of the week, actually. And he is listed as questionable, but it is the final game of the week. And I'm telling you, I am not optimistic as somebody who's actually suffered an AC joint sprain themselves. For a wide receiver, that seems like a very debilitating injury. Certainly, I'm not a world-class athlete, but I would say because it's the last game of the week, it is a 9-10 central time start for a Monday night doubleheader where the Broncos will be hosting the Tennessee Titans at Mile High. I would say steer clear of Cortland Sutton. I just don't think, even if he plays, there's a good chance he'll be limited. But I would be, I'm very skeptical that he actually gets out there and plays. I think Vic Fangio, there's no need for him to come out and tell the Titans right now that they will be without their best offensive weapons. So I would say steer clear of starting Cortland Sutton at this point. I just don't think there's a whole lot of op- upside. All right, the fantasy football show here on ESPN 1000. Let's get things kicked off this season with my man, Mike in Mount Prospect. Hey, Mike, what's going on, man? Happy New Year, brother. Ah, uh, you as well. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I have Galladay. Thanks for uh, the update on that here. Um, and uh, for PPR League, I've got uh, uh, Devontae Parker, Parker at mm-hmm. the New England, Jarvis Landry, and then I just picked up the Sean Jackson, right, which is that horrible Washington uh, secondary. Uh, so I need one of the one of those three. But now you mentioned that uh, Sutton may be out, and I do have a. Uh, uh, the other uh, guy, Judy. Uh, for, oh, Jerry you know. Judy. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say, Mike, I would go ahead and plug in Jerry Judy. He is by far the most advanced route runner coming out of the draft. I think with Sutton likely to be uh, a DNP this week, I like Jerry Judy's possibility for a lot of targets. I'm a little concerned uh, about uh, uh, Jarvis Landry and his snap count right now. So I would right. say of the options you gave me, I would go ahead and use Devontae Parker, Mike, along with Judy because Parker is no, going to... I only need one. I only need one. All right. So uh, you know what? You threw out Judy. I'm going to gamble on the upside here. I know he's a rookie, but I think without having Cortland Sutton out there, they have yeah. been raving about Jerry Judy out of Denver. Uh, you know, they, they cannot stop... Uh, glowing about how good he's been this year. So I think Jerry Judy has an opportunity here to big, have a big week one wow, with, with yeah. Cortland Sutton likely to be absent from the lineup. So I would go ahead I and use... I wasn't even thinking about him, but you make a good point here. I've listen. Been listening to your show here. And I'll say that, Mike. Look, it, he's a rookie, and it's going to be his first NFL game. So, you know, the, we're flying blinds here about what he's actually going to be capable of, but... Everything I've read about Jerry Judy, I mean, we all know that he was one of the best receivers coming into the draft out of Alabama. So we've probably, even if you're not a huge college football fan, you've probably seen Jerry Judy play because he played for Alabama. He is an elite route runner, and I think as as a rookie, that is the one thing you're sometimes concerned with. But that is something he excels at. So I think Jerry Judy has a huge opportunity to go off tomorrow night with Cortland Sutton absent. 
Okay, my brother. Thanks so very much. Uh, thanks for listening, Mike. We appreciate it. That uh, Mike drops off. That leaves one line open. So 312-332-3776 if you want to get your fantasy football question answered on the Fantasy Football Show. Let's try Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good to talk to you again. How are you? Very um, well. I, I, need, I need two of these four, but here's, who's I'm, here's what I'm playing first. I'm playing McCaffrey and Mixon, and then my receivers are Adam Thielen and Ellen Robinson. Now I need two of these four. Mike, uh, Gordon, uh, Chris Carson, Boston Scott, or Marvin Jones. Two of those four. Sure. Uh, Tom, I like Boston Scott's upside this week, but the other options you have are just too good right now to turn to him. Chris Carson, for me, you know Pete Carroll is going to be committed to running the football. He always has been. Chris Carson is your goal line option. I'm a little, you know, Melvin Gordon, I'm a little bit intrigued, but obviously Philip Lindsay is still there in Denver, so he's going to garner some touches as well. So for this, uh, let's see how Melvin Gordon goes for a week before we start putting him in Chris Carson's class. Right now, I think, Tom, Chris Carson is the play pretty easily, okay? And there's the other one. I need two out of four. Uh, and then you had Marvin Jones and Melvin Gordon and Boston Scott, correct? Of the, okay. Of those guys, you know what? Assuming that uh, Galladay is ruled out, I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I, you know what? As I'm talking myself through this, I see that it's a, a standard format, no PPR, so actually cross off Marvin Jones. I was thinking okay. Marvin Jones without Galladay, but since you're a standard scoring, Tom, I'm going to say go ahead and uh, use Boston Scott. I think the volume will be enough for him to have a very productive day uh, today, okay? Thank you. Nice thank, to talk to you again. Thank, thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Let's try Dave, who is in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Good morning, Dave. You're yeah. on. Hey, how's it going, Dave? I'm, do- I'm doing good, man. It's so nice to have this show back on. I love all the shows on ESPN 1000, but Jeff, this is the best one right here, buddy. Oh, I appreciate the uh, love, Dave. Hey, I, I've got a uh, flex question, PPR. Um, I got uh, three receivers to pick from. I started uh, Hill and Fuller the other night. That turned out to be okay. Now I'm a little, little bit of a quandary here. I got uh, Hilton, Boyd. And DJ Moore. Yeah, those are leading towards Hilton right now. Yeah, those are good options to have, Dave. DJ Moore really was great last season. I know a lot of people really like his upside, but I've always been a little bit down on Teddy Bridgewater in comparison to what a lot of other people think of him, Dave. I am in lock sync with you here. I think T.Y. Hilton, who is finally healthy, how long he'll be healthy, we'll have to wait and see. But I think T.Y. Hilton in a very nice matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Philip Rivers obviously moving to the Colts, throwing to him this year. I think T.Y. Hilton, as long as he can stay on the field, will be an explosive player, and I think he's somebody you want to have in your lineup as long as he's healthy. Yeah, you see him being probably the the, the uh, Keenan Allen of uh, the Colts now, right? His should be Rivers' favorite target all year, what yeah, do you think? L- yeah, l- there, I, there's no question. T.Y. Hilton, as long as he's healthy, you know, the last couple of years he's been banged up and that has definitely hindered him a bit. But as long as T.Y. Hilton is healthy and week one he's got he's not on the injury report, so all signs point to uh, him being good to go. So, Dave, uh, uh, there's no reason not to feel good about him right now. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you, Dave. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show. We're with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. during the football season to help you set your fantasy football lineup. Up next, we continue to roll on, take your phone calls, and I will give you a little tip on how to handle your roster on a Sunday morning. We'll do that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back. 
with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the fantasy football show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. been doing this a long time here on ESPN 1000 talking fantasy football every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. I am Jeff Meller your host for the eighth season now and uh, do appreciate you guys listening but we've got a new way for the first time for you to uh, participate on Twitch that is new this year on ESPN 1000 you can follow us on Twitch we're on ESPN you can uh, get at us ESPN 1000 Chicago that is the Twitch stream if you want to watch me as I uh, try and figure out what call to go to. Uh, Tyler Aki is the man behind the glass producing this ear candy for you right now. But, Tyler, we have uh, we have some Twitch participation we this year. We have our inaugural Ooh. Twitch question out there. It comes from Sheehy233. Sheehy233. Yep, he that says... That is the inaugural question on Twitch for Fantasy just for the got Fantasy in here. Show. Are you starting Boston Scott since Sanders is out? And how, how much do you like Boston Scott this week? So, you know, that is a a fair question. I would say, though, likely if you're asking it in that framework, yes, uh, Boston Scott was very productive last season when he got the opportunity to. He seems like he's going to have, uh, you know, a significant portion of the touches. Certainly Corey Clement is in the mix, but I think Boston Scott will be your lead back. And so if you're somebody who has Miles Sanders and it's a deeper league and you're not just stacked, you know, we're talking if you're like, you know, even 10 team leagues, it's tough to have a whole lot of depth at running back. Although if it's 10 or less, you might have some depth where you feel better than Boston Scott. But if we're like in 12 teams or or uh, deeper, it's you probably don't have too many better options than Boston Scott to turn to. So I would say feel pretty comfortable using Boston Scott today uh, in lieu of Miles Sanders if you're a Miles Sanders owner. That's also one of the few reasons, you know, I would say handcuffing is a... Um, is a uh, term that fantasy football owners, you know, are very familiar with. But it has kind of gone, you know, it's not the same as it used to be, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, when you had workhorse backs across the league and you would really need to grab their backup. But we're not really living in the same era of football or fantasy football these days because there are so many, you know, two-headed, three-headed monsters across the league but Boston Scott was clearly one of those guys who, if anything happened to Miles Sanders because he was dealing with the hamstring injury, was somebody who was worth having on your roster. So hopefully you did uh, grab him if he was uh, available. And if he's still available, go get him. Go get him right now. Use your ESPN app or whatever you know, whatever site you play on. Go ahead and use the app and grab uh, Boston Scott because he should not be on your waiver wire right now. Um, I will add to, I mentioned, so how do you, a quick uh, tip for the folks out there, and I will get to your calls, 312-332-3776, but a quick, like, you know, if you want to get serious, make sure that you're managing your roster on Sunday mornings and assuming that you can go ahead and make some waiver wire moves, you know, just pick up a, a free agency via ad. Not all leagues allow that on Sunday morning, but if, if you can, if you're in one of those leagues where once the waiver wire has processed, you can go out and pick up anybody. 
this is where you make sure that Sunday morning, just just keep sh- make, making sure that you're aware of all the latest news. And I guess the biggest thing is running backs, guys like Boston Scott or guys like James Robinson. Maybe you're in a 10-team league and you're like, do I want James Robinson? I don't know, you know, the, the uh, Illinois State product who is going to at least, as we know of right now, going to be the starter in the backfield for the Jaguars. Uh, I don't know if, you know, he's going to pop or not. But what I'll tell you is, if you've got some roster room, running backs are so hard to come by. Don't be carrying two tight ends. Don't carry two defend two defenses. Don't carry two kickers. And honestly, in most leagues, don't carry two quarterbacks. You only need one. And when bye weeks start rolling around, you can start to look for a guy to add. But start to churn those running back spots. Grab a guy like James Robinson off of waivers and make sure he's on your roster Sunday morning. So that in the event that he does go crazy today, I don't, I, I, again, I don't know. I don't know much about James Robinson. We're all going to find out together. But if he does go off for the Jaguars, he is definitely worth having on your roster. So you don't have to fight through the, you know, the, uh, the wade through the waters of, 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 uh, free agency waiver wire acquisitions on Tuesday, you can have him on your bench and ready to go. So if you have a league like that, go ahead and grab him right now and make sure he's on your roster. All right, let's uh, go to another Boston Scott question here. And I like this one. Patrick is in Wooddale. Hey, Patrick, you're on ESPN 1000. How you doing, Jeff? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing excellent. Thanks, man. Um, so I have a 14-team league, half PPR. I had Sanders, and obviously he's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my three backups that I have are Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson and Boston Scott, and I'm wondering which one of those three should I should I play? Sure, Patrick. So I would tell you, I I actually like your depth for a, a league that size. I would go ahead and use Boston Scott today again without Miles Sanders. Honestly, you may be using Boston Scott and Miles Sanders in a combination as we progress through the season. But and I really I love Antonio Gibson's talent. But the truth is that I don't know exactly how the Washington football team is going to use Antonio Gibson until we see him out there for a week. You know, he has never been a running back, you know, in his career. At Memphis, he was a wide receiver. And certainly I do like the fact that in a .5, you know, PPR, that that is something that obviously goes to Gibson, you know, a strength for him. But it's not like Boston Scott's not going to be catching passes either. So in this in this situation, Patrick, I would go with the volume that you're certain of. You know Boston Scott's going to be the lead back for them. Antonio Gibson, again, I love the upside. Very talented player. They released Adrian Peterson for a reason um, to give him a shot. But until you actually see it out there, you do have to be concerned about J.D. McKissick you know, being listed as the starter. Uh, so Bryce Love, obviously. So I would say let's wait and see on Antonio Gibson because you've got a good option like Boston Scott to turn to. Okay, sounds good. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I love the show, man. Great uh, show, and I, I listen every Sunday. Awesome. Thanks, Patrick. Do appreciate that. Again, one line open for you. Let's try. Uh, you know what? Before I go to a call, I do want to mention, because uh, shame on me, I mentioned Kenny Galladay at the outset. What I did not mention, per Ian Rappaport, is that David Montgomery, who, you know, obviously here in Chicago, we're all watching very closely. David Montgomery is going to be a go, per Ian Rappaport, and he says that... Uh, no limitations. He's expecting full workload for David Montgomery. So that may change the calculus for you, the fantasy football owner, as well. Because David Montgomery, I know, was probably drafted as a second running back for teams that went wide receiver heavy in their draft. Maybe you invested in a tight end early. And so maybe you took a flyer on David Montgomery to be your second running back and were concerned about the groin injury. Well, good news. Because, again, per Ian Rappaport, not expected to be limited in his workload. So go ahead and, uh, if you want to... Feel free to use David Montgomery today because it sounds like he will be good to go. Let's try Peter, who's in Miami. Peter, what's up, my man? 
Hey, good morning. How's it going? Very well. Great to have the show back. So listen, I have a, a question. It's a standard. Um, uh, it's not a PPR, so it's standard. Mm-hmm. And I have a question on the wide receiver core. So I have um, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and Cooper Cup. I need to eliminate one because I'm going to use two and a flex. Oof, you are stacked. Those are tough decisions, Peter. Are you playing in the old eight-man league, or are you, are you just drafting your no. wide receivers well? Well, I, I picked up Keenan Allen. He was on the he was in the fifth round. No, that, that's sweet value, I will say. I, and obviously, in a standard scoring, Keenan Allen loses a little bit of value. And actually, as I'm thinking about this, you know, with Tyrod Taylor, and because it's not a PPR... I think I'd mm-hmm. actually go with the other three, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and Amari Cooper. And and listen, I love Keenan Allen. That's no knock on him. But I'm a little, like Tyrod Taylor, you know, the dump-offs and finding the wide receiver, you know, over the middle is not really, you know, his strength. And I'm not saying that I'm down on Keenan Allen, but like week one, you, you've got, you got you're kind guys. Of down, you're, you're kind of down on Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, more than any, more than uh, any, yes. <laughs> more than anything based on your options, which are all very strong. Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and Amari Cooper. I mean, about you know, Amari Cooper, are mm-hmm. you worried about the Jalen Ramsey uh, matchup? I mean, like, look, they have so many great options. I don't think Jalen, I'm not expecting Jalen Ramsey to, you know, follow Cooper, um, Amari Cooper around the field. Like, you know, they've got Michael Gallup. They've got C.D. Lamb. You know, they've got plenty of options. I don't expect Jalen Ramsey to follow uh, Amari Cooper the entire time. Honestly, the biggest factor for me, Peter, has been, you know, the quad issue that he dealt with last year and and the fact that, um, you know, he's probably got more mouths that, that uh, Dak has to feed to contend with than he has in the past. So that's my bigger question. So I would say going forward, we'll see what happens tonight. And, and maybe you'll, you know, our, our, um, how we feel about Amari Cooper may lessen as the season progresses. But right now, you know, he's too talented and I'm, I'm more got concerned it. about Tyrod Taylor than I am the mm-hmm. other guys he's going against. Yeah. So, well, all right. Loud and clear. But with Amari Cooper, there's nothing for, about injury right now. Right? No, he's, he's off the injured, uh, injury list. So he should be good to go. Got it. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You do as well, Peter. Thank you. Let's get one more in before we break here. Let's try Steve, who is in Wheaton. Hey, Steve, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, you know, I told the guy that answered the phone, I've been listening to you for three years, and you are better than anything up and down the dial or anything on TV. So I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, Steve. The check is in the mail, my friend. I appreciate that. (laughs) I got two questions for you, and one of them um, you just told me about the David Montgomery. I need a running back. And my choices on that are either Tariq Cohen, um, um, what, uh, Kareem Hunt, or uh, Philip Lindsay. I need that's I need one of those, and I'm on a PPR league. And my second question is going to be: Do I play Deshaun Jackson today, or do I play uh, DJ Chark? Okay, so uh, Deshaun Jackson for me, you know, at this stage of his career uh, with uh, Jalen Rieger. Who is available? I, you know, I I cross him off pretty easily. DJ Chark was very talented last year. Liked what I saw from him, and I think with Gardner Minshew, they're going to be throwing a lot. I expect so. DJ Chark's a pretty easy one for me. And then in terms of uh, Cohen, Lindsey, or Cream Hunt, uh, you know, I'm going to let let's stay away from Lindsey just because with Melvin Gordon there, I, I'm a little concerned. I want to see what kind of workload he gets. I know Cream okay. Hunt is not the lead back with with Nick Chubb there. But, man, they, they, they locked him up to a two-year extension. It is a new coaching staff with Kevin Stefanski. And even though Nick Chubb, Chubb is great, I, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt of your guys there because 
he, I feel pretty confident that at the very least they're going to be close to you know a split split touch situation there, and I, like Kareem Hunt's really good, and I I don't think it's completely out of the question that when all said and done, if Kareem Hunt gets going well, it's I think it's possible, it's in the realm of possibility that Kareem Hunt actually could out touch Nick Chubb uh, some weeks. So I would go ahead, Steve, and say I'm going to use Kareem Hunt. Okay, and I, I'm hearing all the love you're giving to Boston Scott, so you think this guy's a stud for this year? Well, no, no, no. This week, because Miles Sanders is ruled out. As Whenever Miles Sanders is not in the lineup, I think Boston Scott kind of steps in and is a pretty solid flex play in most leagues, maybe an RB2. But for you, Steve, I, most weeks I would still use Kareem Hunt over Boston Scott uh, in my likelihood. But what I will say is, if Boston Scott is like available on your waiver wire, he's definitely worth finding uh, a way to get him on your roster, if at all possible. Perfect. I look forward to talking to you next week. Yeah, all right, Steve. We do appreciate uh, your listenership and uh, also the praise. That was very nice. All right. We are back with all your phone calls next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I am Jeff Meller, and I am with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. to take your fantasy football calls at 312-332-3776. Going on the eighth season for me, and again, over 20 years here on this frequency here on ESPN 1000. A uh, moment of silence. For, no, let me say it again. Not a moment of silence because he's not dead. Pour one out for the OG Harry Tynowitz who uh, began this fantasy football show back in the day. My good buddy, Harry Tynowitz, who I still actually uh, compete with in a fantasy football league. So, uh, Harry, do appreciate you getting this whole thing started. All right, back to the uh, calls Antonio Gibson is a hot topic, and I think rightfully so. Let's uh, go to Jake, who's in Norwich, with his own Antonio Gibson dilemma. Hey, Jake. What's going on? I got a quick one for you. Uh, We got a full-point PPR, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, and might as well throw in the ISU product in there, James Robinson, Roll Burge, baby. There you go. All right, Jake. You know what? So this is interesting because, for me, this is kind of a a process-based I don't, you know, you're talking about three rookies here, and obviously I think um, for most people, J.K. Dobbins is, is the guy who we're most familiar with because of his what he did in college, you know, at Ohio State. It's pretty easy to watch him. He's explosive. Baltimore's running game is going to be, I would imagine, uh, again, it was the top last year with Lamar Jackson. It's so difficult to stop. But, Jake, clearly, you know, Mark Ingram is there. So, you know, if you're swinging for, I think if you want the possibility of the biggest game, I'm pro- I personally would use Antonio Gibson. Now, again, this is, you know, this is with, I will admit that I don't know exactly how the Washington football team is going to use him. And, you know, I, I, it hasn't really, you know, come out as to what to expect. So flying blinds, admittedly, I think Antonio Gibson has the most upside. If you want a little more safety, maybe he breaks the long run. J.K. Dobbins would be, you know, the next guy I would turn to. I, I, I want to see James Robinson, you know, again, the Jaguars too, they're not 
I think we're all concerned about them being the worst team in football. So if the Colts get out to an early lead, you know, you could very easily see a lot of Chris Thompson getting, you know, dump off passes and a heavy dose of Gardner Minshew. So I'm, st- I'm staying away from Robinson because I want to see it for one week. And then it's just a matter of do you want to swing for the upside, which I think would be Antonio Gibson, or maybe if you think it's a little, you know, you need a little more safety, J.K. Dobbins. Sweet, sweet. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate All right. Thanks for listening, Jake. Let's try Jeff in Wisconsin with his own Antonio Gibson problem. Hey, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already got hit by the injury bug. Miles Sanders and Kenny Galladay, so i got to replace them. i got a flex and a running back. Uh, Singletary, uh, Gibson, and Chris Thompson. And you need two of three or one of three? Two, two of three. All right, so you know what? I'm going to say I would definitely use Devin Singletary in that scenario. And then, again, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the rookie, Antonio Gibson. Um, okay. You know, Chris Thompson, I was actually going to mention him, so it gives me an opportunity to talk a little bit about him. In Jay Gruden's offense, I do like the fa- – you know, you know. I guess let's say this, Jeff, Let me as, as I think it through, how would I approach it? The safety is with Chris Thompson because I feel pretty – comfortable saying that he's going to catch at least four four or five passes today for the Jaguars, you know, uh, assuming, you know, he doesn't leave the game with an injury. He's good for four or five. So if you want that safe floor, Chris Thompson's your guy. But again, Antonio Gibson maybe is is the upside swing as, you know, there could be a huge, they could basically unveil him to the world today. Um, So that's something that if you want to swing for the fences, then Antonio Gibson's your guy. But definitely Singletary. And then it's a matter of do you want to, you know, try for the home run or do you, with the flex, want to just go with the safety that is Chris Thompson? Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right. Again, I don't know. I don't want to just, you know, tell you definitively, oh, here's, you know, it's always this guy. For me, it's more about process and what what are you looking for? Do you want a guy with a safer floor or do you want to go, you know, and swing for the fences because maybe, uh, you know, you just don't feel great about your matchup? Uh, Tyler Aki's monitoring Twitch as well as producing this fine show here today. Tyler, what do we got going on in the Twitch chat room? All right, so we've got one question coming in from MRAC. He's in a PPR league. Who should he start in his flex? AJ Green, Ronald Jones, or David Montgomery? All right, so for me, I'm going to go ahead and say I would use David Montgomery. A.J. Green, it's a little bit vague about how, how much he's going to be used today, and I'm a little concerned because we really haven't seen him play football in over a year. And even though I love you know the Joe Burrow, what he brings, I just want to see A.J. Green kind of get through a full game you know, with a decent number of routes run before I go ahead and plug him in and... Um, who was the who was his, his third option? Here? Third option was, was uh, Montgomery, AJ Green, or Ronald Jones. Yeah, Ronald Jones. I, I yeah, look at this point. Certainly, if, I'm sure you drafted before the Leonard Fournette release, but Ronald Jones at this point, I don't feel comfortable anybody right now starting him. I'm sure he'll get. You know, I think that the possibility of him still being in the mix for eight to ten touches is there, but the reality is I don't feel great about using Ronald Jones after the Leonard Fournette signing in uh, Tampa. And don't get me wrong, I'm not by any means a, a huge Leonard Fournette um, supporter, but like he's clearly going to be you know, the likely goal line guy for the, the Bucks, which makes Ronald Jones's uh, upside limited, in my opinion. All right, next we've got Nerd Cause, who wants to know, got to pick one in a PPR league, David Montgomery or Jarvis Landry? Hmm. I would say, you know what, again, uh, I will go with uh, David Montgomery. Jarvis Landry also may be limited, but, uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier, so I may as well read the tweet directly from Ian Rappaport. 
Uh, this is from uh, it's about five hours ago. Bears running back David Montgomery, listed as questionable with a groin injury, is expected to play today versus the Lions. Source says he should receive his full workload. So you know that David Montgomery is going to be in line for 15 to 20 touches. So when you're looking at him versus someone like, you know, Ronald Jones or whoever, it's pretty uh, easy for me to go ahead and say I would use uh, I would use Montgomery in those situations. All right. Um We've hit on a number of rookie running backs, but one that we have not is Jonathan Taylor. What are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor this year? So they drafted him, and I think if you're in a standard scoring, Jonathan Taylor is probably a a a great guy to have on your roster. Again, though, if you have guys who you feel better about in terms of their workload, I would go ahead and use them in week one. It seems like Marlon Mack is going to be uh, in the mix just as much as Jonathan Taylor, at least initially. And Jonathan Taylor, look, he's a rookie, and they they drafted him high for a reason. But also, he did he did have his own fumbling issues at Wisconsin. And if for whatever reason, you know, you know how it goes with rookies. If he if he if he loses, you know, the ball early, it could put him uh, on the pine. So it's one of those situations where I want to see how the Colts use him and Mac together, even in a game where you would expect them to have an opportunity to run the ball uh, with the, against the Jaguars. It's one of those things where you never really can pre- predict game flow. You think you can, and then all of a sudden the game the game happens and things go awry, and for whatever reason, the Jaguars maybe take an early lead and, 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 and the Colts, for whatever reason, have to pass to get back into it. So I always am a little bit skittish about predicting game flow because you just never know and especially entering week one we all assume the jaguars especially this week one as yeah, well no great point with, with although with the rookie running backs mm-hmm. when you see what clyde edwards alaire did yeah and just how seamlessly you can just sometimes throw running backs into systems does that make you not pause as much that even though it wasn't an orthodox offseason that you're not as concerned because you saw Edwards Alaire go for what was it like 130 something yards? Yeah. Well, listen, no, because every situation is different. Clyde Edwards Alaire is awesome, but I think we all kind of knew that you know that was in the cards. A, a very strong likelihood that Edwards Alaire would be you know great because look, it's the offense. Like he's very talented, but a lot of times it's about the landing spot. You know that you can take you could take 15. You could take probably half the the running the top five running backs who are drafted. And put them in that Chiefs offense, and you could have had a similar output to what Edwards Hilaire had, you know, on Thursday night. Uh, I will say that the one thing that concerned me about Edwards Hilaire, and there's a lot of love, and we all know he's very explosive. The goal line carries is a situation where it's not that it, it was. In, it should have been encouraging that he got so many opportunities, but when he was stuffed as many times as he was inside the three. I do think you have to be a little concerned if you have Edwards Alaire about Daryl Williams being, you know, worked into the mix near the goal line if he continues to struggle. And again, it's not all on Edwards Alaire, but the reality is that, you know, he's 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 205, I think Edwards Alaire is. Mm-hmm. Um so even though he's, you know, he's small and stout, the the problem is if he's going to get stuffed at the goal line like that continuously, it like the Chiefs, I don't expect them to keep banging their head into the wall when things aren't working. So I would be a little concerned. And if for some reason someone came calling to you next week at the start of next week and said, hey, I want to I want to trade for Edwards Alaire, and they were offering you another first-round running back who maybe you were high on, maybe, maybe, I mean, like, again, it's I'm just running through my head here of the running backs, but 
Maybe the Delvin Cook owner comes to you and says, hey, I want Edwards Hilaire. What will it take? And if you can get, you know, Delvin Cook plus, it might be worth your, you know, investment to consider it if you're if you find yourself in that situation later this week because everyone likes the brand new toy. I'd also throw in there, too. And I think this might be a product of the limited offseason. He didn't have a single reception in this game and mm-hmm. only one target. So Sure. No, that, again. And he was supposed to be a guy who would be a pass-catching back coming out of LSU. Yeah, and he will be. I, I have no doubts about that. Um, I would just say, though, there's a lot of buzz in a nationally televised game. A lot of people might have fallen in love with him and might find themselves in a situation where they're like, I got to have him. What can I do to make it happen? And if, if you can just divorce yourself from the feelings and be like, you know what? I, you know, maybe maybe Zeke, maybe Zeke has a tough night tonight and the Ezekiel Elliott owner starts, you know, losing their mind and says, you know, I loved Edwards, Edwards Lair. What can I what can I do to trade for him? I have Zeke. What do you want? If you can make that trade happen, go ahead and do it. Like, you know, that's kind of maybe it's the top three, maybe Barkley McCaffrey and Zeke. Maybe those owners at the end of the day, for whatever reason, they don't go as crazy as they normally do. And all of a sudden they want to trade for Edwards Alaire. This might be the opportunity to go ahead and make that move if uh, you're fortunate enough to draft Clyde. All right. I am Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show. And we've got one more segment for you. 312-332-3776. Get your questions answered next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. understand that roster spots are always at a premium, but I will tell you this. My thought process here, if you are somebody who didn't invest in a tight end, and probably this goes more for deeper leagues, but what I will tell you is, if you have a roster spot and you can find a way to go ahead and grab O.J. Howard, I think it might be worth your while. A lot of love for Gronk. But the reality is that I think O.J. Howard has a chance to be a better fantasy football tight end this season. If you'll recall, back in 2011, I know I'm going way back, but if you remember, Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez with Tom Brady slinging the ball around really kind of revolutionized the way that two tight end sets were being used in the NFL. And I think there's been a lot of good news regarding O.J. Howard He's extremely talented. He is a matchup nightmare. I think, especially with uh, Mike Evans today, listed as questionable, although, you know, encouraging signs of regarding him. With him banged up, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, being locked on to either Evans or Chris Godwin, I think O.J. Howard is somebody who, in fantasy football, he might be a starter for most in most leagues by week three. I think he's worth grabbing if you have a spot that you can play with on your roster. Get him on there just in case he goes off today. I think the possibility is there as they take on the Saints. I think we could have a, a lot of uh, a lot of high-scoring game, and uh, I think O.J. Howard is maybe worth rostering in case he does go off in a similar fashion to what I was talking about earlier. All right, 
full phone bank. Let's try and get through as many as possible here. So if you can make it quick uh, as the listener, I would appreciate it so I can get to as many calls as possible. Let's try Alejandro, who's in Woodridge. Hey, Alejandro. Yeah, what up, Josh? How are you doing? Good, man. So I have three. I have uh, to start one. I got Devin Singletary, David Montgomery, and um, essentially just between those two, I need to pick one. All right. Boy, you know what? Even though he's going to be a full go, it is a groin in, a groin injury. So I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Devin Singletary, Alejandro, but it's very close. All right, thanks. Thank you. All right, let's try Fred, who's in Norwich. Hey, Fred, what's up, man? Hey, man, what's up? Love the show. Listen, thanks. I got a PP, PPR league. I got to pick between three of the four following four. Marvin Jones, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, and A.J. Brown. What you got? All right, so you got to get, in my opinion, PPR. You got to keep Cup, Brown, and boy, I'm going to say I would go ahead and use Deontay Johnson. I would put Marvin Jones on the bench. I know Galladay's out, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I look, uh, maybe it's the Homer me, Fred, um, that just says stare away from Marvin Jones. But you had three great options to turn to other than Marvin Jones. So for that reason, I would say go with the other guys and. Uh, Steer clear of the Bears' defensive matchup. Let's try Joe, who's in Wheaton. Hey, Joe, what's up, buddy? Yeah, hi, Jeff. So I, I'm in a PPR. I need two of three. I have Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers. Dallas. Yep. I have Zach Moss going against the Jets, which I like. And then I have Boyd going against the stingy um Chargers defense. What do you like there? Yeah, you know, in a PPR, Joe, I would say I'm actually going to go with Cam Akers and uh, and and Boyd because Zach Moy- Zach Moss. I I think actually you're going to see more from Devin Singletary than you are um, uh, Zach Moss. I think Devin Singletary has more um, more touches when all of a sudden done. Sure, Zach Moss is likely to be the goal line back, but. I would probably uh, lean towards uh, Devin Singletary personally. Let's try last caller in here before we have to wrap things up quickly. Marty in Crest Hill. Hey, Marty, you got a QB dilemma? Yes, I do. Uh, good morning. Um, between Kyler Murray and Cam Newton. Yeah, you know what? In that situation, Marty, I even though I like Cam in New England, I'm going to still use Kyler Murray. I know it's a tougher matchup against the 49ers and i mentioned earlier about the air quality something you want to keep an eye on marty but uh just to make sure that the game is not postponed but um i would say i'm still going to go ahead and use kyler murray at this point i just want to see uh cam you know out there before i go ahead and use him ahead of kyler murray at this point so that would be the way i handle it we're coming up in the two minute warning this is the two minute warning and that'll take us to the two minute warning All right, so final two minutes here of the fantasy football show for week one. Again, you can always get at me on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Don't forget, coming up today at 10 o'clock, Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley have the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame for you as they get you set for Bears and Lions. They'll have all the info you need. But before we wrap things up, Tyler Aki will uh, fire a few at me quickly here. All right, PPR League, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, or Jonathan Taylor? (sighs) Of those guys, I'm going to say I would use, boy, that's tough. I'm probably going to go ahead and say I would use Marlon Mack, believe it or not, because of the PPR scoring. All right, uh, Breeze or Brady, and there's a bonus at 350 yards passing. I'm going to say I would use Breeze at home. I know there's no crowd, but, you know, 
he just he lights things up when they're at the Superdome. So I would say I'm going to go ahead and use Breeze over Brady this week. All right, this coming from the Twitch chat PPR league: Raheem Mostert, John Brown, or Tyler Boyd. I'm going to use Mostert. I like what he did for the Niners down the stretch. Admittedly, I will say, though, I'm a little concerned with the fact that they've got Jarek McKinnon back this year and Devin Coleman still in that backfield. But I think Mostert's going to see the majority of the carries. He was just a beast for the 49ers in the final nine games last season. He scored 12 touchdowns. That includes the playoffs. He was a monster. I think there's a chance that Raheem Mostert is... uh, is a very good fantasy sleeper who comes through for you this year. And then real quick, one PPR, um, Devontae Parker, Zach Moss, or Matt Breida? I'm going to say go ahead and use Parker. He was a full go on Friday and is expected to be completely good to go today. So go ahead and use Devontae Parker. All right, folks, that does it for me. But don't forget, Fred and Brian are coming up at 10, and I'll be back for your Bears postgame show with Howard Griffith for two hours after the Bears game. Thanks for listening.